The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Well, hey there, my friend. It's July as I'm recording this, and I'm reflecting back because we're at kind of the halfway point through the year. I'm reflecting back on how things, how we think about things as we start a brand new year. And almost every year when the new year rolls around, I resist setting New Year's resolutions. I gave that up a long time ago, but my wish is to get better almost every year, my wish is to get better at focusing on one thing at a time, one task, one activity, one day, even one change. Still working on this, but I want to embrace, my desire is to embrace the concept of one small doable change. So I want to talk about that with you today. I've become painfully aware that my attempts at multitasking only result in my not doing any of it very well. And I feel so scattered, even overwhelmed at times. Does this sound at all familiar to you? (laughs) I'm hoping for a little less mental clutter so that my focus can deepen and so that my connection to those around me has an opportunity to deepen as well. So join me in this episode if you want to hear three steps to creating change along with the three benefits to focusing on one small doable change at a time. The idea of one small doable change came to me from Kim John Payne's book, Simplicity Parenting, one of my favorite parenting books. I recommend it to all parents and homeschoolers. So this way of thinking about change, the whole change process really is one of the best gifts I received in my training as a Simplicity Parenting Family Life Coach. 
And now as a homeschooling mentor, I love teaching this approach to parents like you. This change process is so simple and satisfying. I'll describe the three basic steps to you in just a moment. I wanted to share this with you today because this may be just the thing to help you keep the overwhelm at bay, to stay out of the overwhelm. And we all know overwhelm can show up in a moment's notice. Perhaps you're in planning mode for your upcoming homeschool year and you keep searching and searching for more curriculum, poems, ideas for drawings or movement games and more. Maybe you're comparing yourself to all those pretty pictures on Instagram or you just might be looking at a new curriculum even though you already have two on your shelf. You can't decide, but you wonder if this new curriculum might help you be more organized or more focused, less overwhelmed. Well, my friend, here is what I suggest. Instead of spiraling into overwhelm, you can choose one area you want to focus on and then start with one change you want to make. You want to focus on painting more this year? Great. Make a plan for how often and what days you'll paint. Want to stop comparing yourself to others? Look at your children instead and decide what they need. Observations of your children can guide you better than you trying to copy what someone else is doing. Wondering if you need another curriculum? First, decide on one skill or topic area that you want to focus on this coming year, that you want to bring to your child or children. Then look at the resources you already have and what's available at your local public library before you make another panic purchase. Here's the key. Pick just one area of your home or homeschool to focus on for a few weeks. That's right just one. The possibilities are endless, of course. So it might include that painting or drawing. You want to bring more painting and drawing into your lessons, or you want to get a handle on making healthy meals and menu planning, or you want to help your child learn to read. Whatever you choose, though, remember that you have a much better chance of making progress if you focus on just one thing at a time. Here are the steps, the three steps to designing one small doable change. Step one, identify your dissatisfaction. So what's bothering you the most about your homeschooling right now? And what about the situation is actually motivating you to focus on this? We often need to do a lot of work around acceptance at this stage Because this isn't about criticizing yourself or blaming your children or feeling like a failure. It's simply about identifying where you're most dissatisfied so that you can bring about change in that area. Step two, imagine things better. What does it look like when this is going smoothly? I want you to picture that in your mind. And step three, design a small doable change. Where will you start and what will you do? An important warning here. 
the change may fail. It may not work. It may not go as you imagine. And that is okay. It gives us an opportunity to make friends with failure, to learn from our experience, and to design a new small change. This is how we keep moving forward. So be sure to celebrate your attempts to improve your lessons learned and any progress that you make. Here's a little story of how the change process has worked in my own life. A few years ago, I chose to design a change around too much stuff in our home. That's what I was dissatisfied with the most. And so that I could increase my chances of success, I knew I had to pick only what I have jurisdiction over, right? Nobody else but my stuff. So I chose, here's what I chose, to purge 50% of my clothes and 50% of my books. Yep, you heard that right, 50%, half. The clothing purge was way easier than I thought it would be. It did take a little longer than expected, but it was not challenging. Even my husband got in on the act. We spent one Saturday date night cleaning out our closet together. But the book purge proved a bit more challenging. It was a more difficult task. I'm really a book collector. My first job out of college was working for a book publisher in New York. I love books. And I imagine many homeschoolers feel the same way. But the reality is that I don't have enough shelf space for all of my books. And this obvious answer, but a wonderfully simple answer that Kim John Payne gives to the question, how much should we keep? Because we often wonder that, right? And here's the answer. Only keep what fits comfortably into your space. So here's what that might look like in reality. In the closet, hangers have room, all the room that they need to fit, and they slide easily. Nothing feels jammed in. On shelves, the books slide in and out easily, and there aren't any shoved on top in every possible nook and cranny like there were on my bookshelves before I started this. So for me, when I knew I wanted to tackle my clothes and books, I started by identifying my dissatisfaction with all the stuff. Then I imagined beautiful looking bookshelves, a beautiful looking closet, bookshelves that aren't overcrowded, a closet that's not stuffed so full. And then for the change, I decided to divide them into three piles. This really applied to my clothes too. The ones I would keep, the ones I would sell, and the ones that I would donate. Now I ask you, I turn it over to you, what is one small doable change you would like to design? Remember, just pick one change at a time. That doesn't mean you aren't also doing lots of other things. Of course you are. It simply means that you've identified one thing to give extra love and attention to right now. Next month or next season, you can choose a different area. Need a little more encouragement? Here are three benefits to focusing on one change at a time. First, gradual improvement. Making one small change at a time allows you to gradually adapt to a new approach, new routines, 
and it keeps you from getting overwhelmed, right? Part of the reason it does that is because you avoid or prevent resistance to the change. This also allows for a smoother transition and helps you see the real progress. So whether you want to focus on a new daily rhythm or a new skill to teach to your child, you'll notice the improvement so much more if you focus on just one thing at a time. The second benefit, sustainable progress. Implementing one small change at a time helps you to see the progress and maintain the change so much better. Instead of going in with a go big or go home attitude and trying to overhaul everything at once, like I tend to do, you can focus on incremental change at a sustainable pace. This helps to reduce the risk of frustration and even burnout. Many of us want to go for big changes all at once, and I totally understand that, but they aren't nearly as sustainable and there tends to be a lot of fallout as a result. Believe me, I've been there. Sustainable progress is what we want. And the third benefit is building confidence. Implementing just one small change at a time helps you to build more confidence because when you devote your focus to just one area of your life, you'll see improvements and experience a sense of achievement. This gives us much more motivation to keep going and provides us with a sense of forward momentum. I hope that now you can see what it might look like for you to make changes in more sustainable ways. Here's a quick recap of the steps. The three steps to small doable changes are to start with your dissatisfaction, imagine things better, and then take action by designing a simple change, a doable change. Don't forget to celebrate your your efforts and your progress. This will inspire you to keep going, to keep moving forward and help you stay out of the stuck cycle of overwhelm and despair. If you want to explore one small doable change further and all the ideas in Simplicity Parenting, I have a four-lesson masterclass on this very thing inside the Inspired at Home community. Inspired at Home is a warm and encouraging community of homeschoolers where you can find the training, coaching, and support you're looking for. You'll find a link and more details about the community in the show notes for this episode, which you can take a look at at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 141. Thanks for joining me today. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.